This is Top Shop Podcast. Shop Podcast. Top Shop Podcast. Podcast for automotive service business owners by Paul Donahue. Hey, another fantastic guest on the podcast today, uh, Mark Ferner, Bridgestone Retail Operations. We're in beautiful Orlando at the AMRA, Automotive Maintenance Repair Association, and the MAP Motor Assurance Program Conference. So you auto repair shop owners, if you're not familiar with either one of those, get on the websites and take a look. So the great trust badge to get on your website. So Mark's a mechanical engineer and an ASC master certified technician with over 30 years of technical research and development and operational leadership experience. I got end-to-end exposure throughout downstream uh, I was reading through all this. I'm like, I'm just going to cut through some of this because you've got, I mean, you, I was like reading. It's what does this varied. guy do? It's a bit varied. Yeah. yeah. Fuel uh, deliveries, uh, downstream fuels and lubricants industries yield, and has yielded extensive knowledge in fuels technologies, uh, lubricant technology, product testing and applications, marketing support, legal support, and supply chain support. Anything else? Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's, good. that's good. We're all right. Good. We're good. So uh, just a couple of questions. What, so, yeah, what investments has your company made, made in terms of technology and training programs to help repair shops stay current with rapidly evolving automotive technologies like you know EVs and autonomous mm-hmm. cars? And maybe we'll just be sure. able to think our way down the road pretty soon when they start putting <laughs> computers in our heads. But uh, anyway, so how's your company dealing with that? I'd like to break down into two different ways. So okay. one just with ASC certifications right. and ASC training, because you think about it way back when, understanding how to change a 12 volt battery in a car, pretty straightforward. Sure. But nowadays, some of the EV hybrids, you may have to- A little to, more complicated. <laughs> yeah, and you may, have to, you may have to power down certain systems. You may have to keep some systems alive. Right. Uh, keep alive memory. But then you also may have to even power down the high voltage system to replace the 12 volt battery on a vehicle. Right. So, okay. and cha- shutting down the high voltage system requires, could require putting on the high voltage gloves, arc flash suit. I mean, there's a lot that's involved. So, even something that may have been Pretty very simple. straightforward in the past, right. nowadays, uh, you just have to do your research up front to know which ones take the special requirements and which ones don't. Okay. Are and, there specific tools or resources or partnerships that, um, that Bridgestone uh, is offering to any independent repair shops to enhance their diagnostic capabilities well, and repair, diagnostic and repair? Let's see. Um, something to think about with the emerging technologies of uh, ADAS, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, okay. or yep. uh, EV hybrids with high voltage systems. Right. We want to make sure that our technicians are up on all of the most recent safety training. We right. also want to make sure that they're all up to speed on the technical training. Okay. So there's a lot of investment there, let alone, same thing on the safety side or the personal protective equipment when you're talking about tools. Right. You want to make sure that you have the right tools to keep the tech safe, but also to keep the other people that are walking around the shop area safe. But when you get into ADAS technologies, well then, let alone that you have a really good aligner that's able to help do not only its core alignment, but start doing some of the ADAS recalibrations. Mm-hmm. What other items do you need to finish out that calibration that's part of the alignment? And so maybe that's aiming targets, maybe that's lasers and special pods that are set up around the shop or special floor mats, depending on the vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, working on high voltage batteries, um, 
Some of the tools and equipment are extremely specialized, being able to handle very high uh, electrical loads or being able to search for very minute electrical leaks, uh -huh. things okay. like that. Sure. And, and last, last example I'll give is with uh, high voltage batteries. So for example, some high voltage batteries, you can cycle them through uh, discharge them and recharge them and, and kind of rejuvenate them. Some you can't. But to do that properly, you need a really good high-end scan tool or some specialized, really specialized equipment that will let you evaluate each of the individual modules within the battery. Mm -hmm. Because usually with one of those high-voltage batteries, it's not the whole battery that, that fades. Well, it's one of the it, modules. It, it's only a few modules out right. of dozens. Right. And if you can identify those, perhaps you have the ability to rebuild the battery save the customer a lot of money, save your shop, or help your shop be in a better position. Okay, awesome answer, that's for sure. Um, so Mark, how would a repair shop owner set up their shop for the hybrids and what's coming in the future? What, what, what can your company recommend? Great question. So something to consider is with the EV uh, vehicles, the electric vehicles, the battery may sit over the entire floorboard, you know, from the four corners of the four tires. Right. So not only do you need to have a lift that can pick it up. But you also probably have to have a lift that can retract the arms very close because it has to pick it up at very specific points at the four corners. Mm -hmm. So it may need to be able to retract a lot, may need to be able to extend a lot. But something to consider is if you think you're going to be getting into installing new lifts, talk with your lift manufacturer and find out maybe you have to put those two posts in just a little bit wider Mm -hmm. a little bit further apart so that it can grab these larger vehicles, you know, and instead of putting in a lift now that's going to be great for now, but may start to phase it or may not uh, be able to handle the vehicles that are emerging. Yeah, because I wonder what the new Tesla truck base is going to be, Ex right? Exactly. Point. Exactly. And, yeah. and you don't know what the, the weight of the vehicle would be either. I mean, some EVs, they have this perception being extremely heavy, but EVs can also be compact vehicles. So there's some small cars where you actually have to strap the car to the lift <laughs> so that it doesn't tip <laughs> so over it's because it's such a small wheelbase. Yeah. It, it just, things, all sorts of things to consider. Things are definitely changing. Yeah. Okay, let me shift the direction here a little bit. Uh, we're here at the Automotive Maintenance Repair Association, the MAP conference. There's three of these conferences a year. Uh, for you auto repair shop owners that don't know what this is, it is a ridiculously small, like the cost of a lunch every month to have this trust badge on your website. So when a consumer goes to your website they don't know why they chose your shop over that other shop's website, but modern current design, trust badges, your Google reviews front and center, all the things that I uh, talk about in my workshops to get your website to convert better. So how important is MAP, the Mortis Assurance Program, to your company, to the Bridgestone Fire Company? I think it's extremely important. And uh, you know, just to relate it back to myself, you have friends and family that will call me up and say, I just went to a shop here's the ticket, what do you think I need to do? Or, you know, as soon as people in my neighborhood find out that I work on cars, the exact same question comes through. Oh. <laughs> the great thing about the Motorist Assurance Program is it takes a lot of that guest work, guest work guest out, work, yep. so that you can have a, a consistent conversation. So instead of just saying, you need, or this is bad, right? it's like, okay, what do you mean? Is it towards the end of its useful life? Is it Correct. no longer doing what it's supposed to do? Or in your professional opinion, are you telling me that this is something that I need to think about on the horizon, but I don't have to do it necessarily today? So just trying to map gives you those, those specific terms. 
and also tries to get all the shops to use the same set of terms so that there's no disparity between if you were to come to my shop this week and go to my competitor the next week, hopefully if we're both with the Motorist Assurance Program, we're giving you the same language Informa to say, this is what you have to have done and why, and this right. is what we're recommending that you get done soon right. and why. Yes, uh, you, you touched on a really good point there. This is one of the biggest uh, pain points with auto repair shop owners is not, they come in for this and then the mechanic, the tech sees this, this, and this needs to be done too. And then so the shop owner goes to the customer and says, hey, do you know that this stuff needs to be done? And they're like, oh, you're just trying to get money out of me. So it's uh, when it's a third party saying, well, look, this says that this strut is toast at about this many miles and you have this many miles in your car, just letting you know. Correct. That type of thing, right? Yeah. Correct. And, so. and, and, and that's a really good example. So there's one thing when the manufacturer says, hey, you've got uh, your, your shocks need to be replaced at X miles. Right. And you're approaching that. But it's another thing if I tell you, hey, your shock is now sitting, your vehicle is sitting this much lower. Right. And it's because of the spring. And that's why I'm recommending that the spring is, I'm telling you the spring's not doing what it's supposed to be doing anymore. And this is why you need to replace that part. And the same thing with the shock or whatever other part. But it's giving you that little bit more information so that you as a consumer can make an informed decision and not think automatically that to... somebody's just trying to upsell me on everything they can think of with right. the car. Awesome, yeah. great example. How does MAP help you build trust with your consumers? Personally, I think it, it helps build trust because the most overused term is typically needs. Your car needs tires. Your right. car needs, needs trust. Yes. Right. And, and people don't know how to interpret that. But if you tell them, hey, again, your, 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 ball, joint, your ball joint has this much play. That's beyond the spec. That needs to be replaced sooner or later. Here's what it means to you as a consumer. Right. And your tires are worn down this much. That's not time to replace them yet, but just putting it on your radar so that you can think about it in the future. Sure. But building that trust and putting them at ease that not everything is, hey, here's everything that I can possibly find wrong with your vehicle now and maybe even make you suspicious that there's more on the list than should be. Here's all the reasons why each one of these items is there and how you should prioritize it. That's awesome. And why should other organizations join? Well, you know, I, I think that if if you still have, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll always have a bad actor somewhere. But sure. if, if more people are using the Motorist Assurance Program guidelines, then everybody hopefully starts to feel more comfortable. And hopefully that this doesn't uh, continue on as a, okay, tell me, you know, who's a mechanic that you can trust? Or which shop do you trust? Because maybe I'll go there first. This will give everybody that opportunity, hopefully level out the playing field. Mm -hmm. And again, if you were as a consumer, go to my store one day or go to my competitors the next, you should get somewhat similar language. And right. if not, hopefully you like the language that I'm using because and that's it's And now you're gonna come to exactly. because you belong to Yes. And you're following those guidelines. Yes. Great answer. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate your time today, Mark. Oh, thank you. Oh, and another thing, another great reason for organizations to belong to MAP is this conference. There are three of these conferences a year, and you want to talk about networking opportunities? They're phenomenal. Go on to the website, amr.org. Thanks for your time during the conference. We really thank appreciate you. it and your valuable insights. Thanks. For additional automotive resources and exclusive content, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch all our episodes. Thanks again for joining us in the driver's seat 
and we'll see you next time for another thrilling episode of Top Shop.